0: Um, oh, over there. So, back up. this story, we have four characters. We have Isaac and his wife, Rebecca, and then we have their twin sons, Jacob and Esau, Esau and Jacob. Esau is the oldest, Jacob is the, uh, the younger by probably 15 seconds, I would guess, maybe 20 seconds, give or take. Um, but it's important to know some of the stuff that we talked about in chapter 25. Uh, I'm just going to read this. Um, the Lord's talking to Rebecca here, and the Lord said, two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. It's not very typical. Uh, I think Leon was the one that talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two weeks ago. Um, The older is pretty typical where the older person in the family is going to be the one that's in charge, but it seems like that's... Is it ever the way that God works? Um, You look at... Uh, In this situation, we have Esau and Jacob, where Esau is the oldest. And this is saying that Esau is actually going to serve Jacob the youngest. And then you look at, I mean, even look at David. David's the youngest in the family. They didn't even consider him. You look at Jesus. Like, Jesus was not the king that they were expecting. Um, But we have this, where Jacob is going to be served by Esau. And then later in chapter 25, there's a story of the birthright, where... Jacob is uh, working in the kitchen, because I guess that's what he did. Like, he's just chilling. He never does anything that's, I don't know, he's a mama's boy. Like, that that's the best way to put it. Um, so Jacob's serving, working in the kitchen, and then Esau comes up, and Esau's been slaving away. Like, he's been going into the wilderness and hunting, and I guess he couldn't catch anything. And he came back, and he's just famished. But like, you know how it is. You get really starving, and you're just like, i got to go to Burger King, or i got to go whatever. Uh, he's like... Uh he said to Jacob, he's like, I'm starving to death. I'm going to die. Uh, and Jacob's like, give me your birthright and I'll give you some food. So Jacob, go, Esau's like, what's the matter to me? Like, if I'm going to die, I'm definitely not going to get the birthright. If you feed me now, like, at least I'll live. Like, that's cool. So he goes and uh, Esau gives the rights to the birthright to Jacob. Uh, was he really going to die? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Like, I mean, Probably not, honestly. If he was talking, he had a long ways to go before he was going to be dying. He had to pass out in a coma. I'm married to a doctor. I know some of this stuff. Um, so anyways, two things. We have Jacob is going to be served by the older person, Esau, and we have the Esau uh, uh, despised his birthright. Just remember those two things for the future. i got to remember my little clicker. Um, so let's dig into chapter 27, verse 1 through 4. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. Here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. So... Something that's a couple things that are interesting in this. We have uh, Jacob and Esau. And I said there's four characters. These are the only two that are here. Right, or not Jacob and Esau. Isaac and Esau are the only two that are chilling right now. Um, and this is a big deal. Uh, this passing of the blessing that Isaac is planning to give to Esau. Um, this is everything. Uh, he's given away to Esau. He's planning to give his goats, his servants, his... Uh, money, all of his resources that God has given to him, he is planning to pass on to Esau because Esau is the oldest son. The whole time he knows that the Lord said that Esau is going to serve the, the youngest. Um, it's kind of interesting because most of the time, if you look at some of the other examples of blessings in the Old Testament, uh, like look at Joseph, for example. Uh, I don't have the scripture right up me, but when Joseph... Uh, Or when Jacob gives the blessing to Joseph and all of the 12 brothers, uh, everyone is there because that's the way it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be, he's going to be here and he's going to be here and he's going to be here and he's going to be here uh, because I want there to be an accountability here that you're going to know what's up, that Joseph is going to get this and Benjamin's going to get this and all and so forth. In this case, it's supposed to be Jacob and Esau, but it's only Esau that's here. Uh, So a man, Isaac, who knows that Jacob is supposed to be serving uh, or be served by Esau, knows that this is what the Lord said to Rebekah, and he says, squash that. And that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it. I'm not going to talk to Rebekah about this. I'm not going to talk to Jacob about this. I'm going to talk to my son Esau and say, go and make or go and get some game from the field, because this is what he does. Like Esau, I guess... He's a hunter-gatherer, like he can chill, shoot some arrows, like however they killed animals back in the day. Uh, takes a knife and does, just makes it work, and he tells them to go, uh, but he doesn't tell anybody else. Just remember that. Um, it's interesting. Uh, at least I think it's interesting. Check it for what it's worth. Uh, let's move on. So, what I'm going to do here is I want to paint a picture of uh, of kind of the four characters. So we got Isaac and Esau. Some things that we know about Isaac so far. He's a father. He's the father of Jacob and Esau. He refers to Esau as my son. Um, which is interesting because it's not just uh his son, it's also Rebecca's son, and it's also one of their two sons. Just remember that later when we talk about Rebecca. Uh he's an old man. He doesn't have he can't see nothing. Like you'll see later on in the story, like he can't see uh, he can't see his own son. He, he's getting old. He's losing some of his senses. People around him are starting to think that he's senile and forgetful and all this good stuff. Uh, he knows what food, kind of food he likes, which I think is important. I like In-N-Out, per se, because I'm from L.A. That's the way I roll. Uh, just remember, you can get them ordered and delivered. Uh, my address, you can ask Jen later. Um, he thinks the death is upon him. He expects to give the blessing to Isaac. And um, anything else from Is there anything else? I couldn't think of it, but I'm sure I'm missing something about Isaac. Um, anyways, talk about, just if there is anything else, those are the main things that I want to bring out right now. And then, you always want to point here. And then, what do you know about Esau? He's the oldest of Isaac's son, a hunter of wild game. He's a sous chef, because Isaac asked him to be the cook, uh, to make him some tasty food, because Isaac, I mean, he's an old man. He's tasted enough to know what's good and what's bad. Uh, he expects to receive the blessing from his father. He listens to his father, and we'll see later. He's a hairy man. This guy's a beast. Uh, like he—he's like uh, Fred Flintstone with like uh, hair all over. No, no, not Fred Flintstone because he's not like this manly guy. I don't know, think of some manly guy like uh, Thor or Hercules or somebody. Your dad, like big beast. Um, so Esau's this hairy man. So just keep those. Those are some of the characteristics. So we have the story with Isaac and Esau that are going on. And then we got the next one. This is between Rebekah and Jacob. Now, Rebekah, while listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau, when Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, notice her son, not their son, her son, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat. So that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully to what listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, so I can prepare some tasty food for your father, just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat, so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Rebecca's is a hot mess. Um, That's my opinion. Some people are going to disagree with me. She. She is, um, well, let's see what I wrote. <coughs> oh, let's not see what I wrote. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I got more. Sorry, divided up. So Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. <coughs> his mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. Okay, this is what we know about Rebecca, And we'll go back to that in just a second. But things that we know, Jacob is her son. So Esau is Isaac's son. And the text says that Rebecca's son is Jacob. Like I said, Jacob is a mama's boy. Like, this is a man who chills. And there's nothing wrong with hanging out in the kitchen. I mean, like, if you know how to cook, like, mad props to you. Um, But but she, but that, Jacob is her son. Uh, She is conniving. She's manipulative. Now, you look at, how would I describe this? She she knows the streets. Like, that's how I would describe it. She knows what's up. She knows how... Um, when she... Um, I don't like saying that people aren't of faith because I have no idea who is faith and who doesn't. But she does a good job of taking control of situations without asking God for a favor in this. Um So look at what she does. Oh. So she... Well, look at what she does, and look at what Jacob does. Jacob does next to nothing. He goes and gets two goats. Nothing. Like other than that, nothing. He doesn't cook the food. He doesn't go get the clothes. He doesn't do anything. Rebecca, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe because she heard the word that uh, that Esau is supposed to serve Jacob, that might be why she thinks I got to do what I got to do. I mean, I look at. Abraham and his wife, Sarah, and they took control of the situation and tried to get Ishmael. This is what I'm going to do as well. I'm going to take control of the situation and make sure that what God does is what actually happens. Because, obviously, God must need her. Like, it's not working out the way that I planned for it to go. So what does she do? She connives. She, uh, first, she, she's eavesdropping on her, on her husband, on Isaac. She goes and says, uh, she has this huge plan about getting all this food and... uh getting this food, making it for Isaac, and then switching them, the twins. And they're not identical twins. We've got this smooth-skinned brother, Jacob. We've got this hairy-skinned guy who goes and hunts. Um, and they, uh, they're they completely different people. We have her son and we have his son. Um, it's just conniving. It's... So one thing that I thought was interesting in this, when... Uh, so Jacob, we got this guy. I mean, later on, you see, like, he wrestles with God and he does all kinds of amazing stuff. But this is not the point where he's at. He is on this path. He's in this chaotic, dysfunctional family where his dad's trying to cheat, like, or trying to manipulate the situation and only tell Esau about this. His brother has already, like, he's already screwed up royally. He's despised his birthright. He uh, has, I haven't mentioned this, but he, men- he married Women that were outside of his camp, where Isaac married uh, Rebecca, I, uh, Jacob married somebody that was or Esau married somebody that was just a mess. Uh, he married Hittites. Um, so okay, let me go back to my notes real quick. Oh God. Um, so we have we have Rebecca who has Jacob. And says, I know what I'm going to do so that you get what the Lord wants. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make sure that it works out. And here's the thing that's weird. Um, we'll see in just a little bit. But it seems like it works. Uh, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, and I, That's the way that I always looked at the story. I don't know if anybody's heard this story before, but uh, it's Bizarre to me upon first looking at this and seeing Rebecca lying and Jacob lying and seeing the will of God happen through this. Let me be very careful. That is not what makes the will of the Lord happen. Ever. Never, ever is me or you trying to take control of the situation the way that God is saying, this is how I'm going to do this. Um if you're fooling yourself, if you think that that's the way that it is, um, it's uh, it's yeah, it's just wrong. But we'll, we'll, once again, we'll see that as well. Let me let's keep going. Uh, so, what do we know about Rebecca? We've been through that. What do we know about Jacob? He's second-born, smooth skin. He's not a hunter, uh, not a cook. He's a mama's boy. He's concerned more about himself in doing what is right. Um, And then we get into the story with Jacob. Uh, He went to his father and said, My father. Yes, my son, he answered. Oh, this is Jacob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord... Your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. Isaac's not stupid. Um, Well, he might be a little stupid, but we're all a little bit stupid. Um, It's just a fact. I mean, look at me. I mean, we we have this situation where Well, I'll just keep going, and then I'll explain it. So Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau, he asked? I am, he replied. Then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat, so that I may give you a blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate. And he brought some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. This is... You ever have those situations where you want to get what you want? Um, like I... That's a good example. Um, where you... I mean, in this situation, you got Rebecca and Jacob that are trying to get the blessing. But those things where you're just like, I know I'm supposed to trust God in this, but I'm going to do this my own because I can see how this is going to work. And then it comes to fruition, and this is what's happening. So Jacob, he's coming in, doing exactly what Rebecca asks him to do. And uh, Rebecca's using all her authority in this, trying to just sway him and get Jacob to do this. And eventually, after saying, I'm going to cook this, and I'm going to get you this goat, and I'm going to make you hairy like your brother, uh, go and do this. And she does uh, convince him, and Jacob goes. But he's still, like, he's a little, he's a little shaky. He's a little nervous. Um, He shows up and he starts talking a lot. uh, Talking about how, I mean, he saw your first... Duh, like that's who's supposed to show up. He starts talking about uh, the interesting thing about... He comes up with the excuse of how did you get the food so quickly? Where he got these two goats from like the farm. And he says, the Lord your God gave me success. Uh, He's digging himself a hole over and over. Not only is he lying about... Uh, everything. He's lying to his father, but he's also lying to about the Lord. Now, I don't know who, some people use the Lord's name all the time in vain. Um, they say like, uh, like in this case, he says, Lord, your God gave me success. Have you ever said, I swear to God, like I swear to God, that this is going to happen and this is going to happen. This is exactly what Jacob's doing right here. And some people might not think it's a big deal, but this is huge to, to use the Lord's name in vain. To lie and say that the Lord gave you this in a way that's manipulative—that's um, that's what he's doing. Uh, it's it's kind of a mess. Uh, he's just digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper. And the thing is, Isaac knows what's up. Like, I, or at least he knows something's up. He goes and he said, he wants to know who he is, and he says he's Esau. And then Isaac asks, and he's like, "You sound like my other son," uh, or he's. He sounds like my other son Jacob, Um, and they're twins, and maybe they have similar voices. But he's not that dense. He's not stupid. This is the God of this is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the forefathers of the faith. Like that's what's up. And Jacob's treating him like this man who's about to die, and it's like he's on his deathbed, and he's just lying about it. Uh, It's just kind of ridiculous. Um, So Jacob went close to his father Isaac and touched him. So. This is the part that I think is, uh, maybe it's funny. Uh, the voice is the voice, in verse 22, The voice is the voice of Jacob, and the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, but his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He asked. Now, I don't know about you, who... So I'm saying that Isaac isn't an idiot, but at the same time, he kind of is. Like... I mean, I'm kind of a hairy guy, but I have, what they did is they cut off, like, the furs of a goat and put it on his neck and on his arms. Isaac's a fool. Like, seriously, what's up? Like, I don't know, I don't know who you can go up to and look and, like, close your eyes and try to identify who your wife is or who your best friend is. And they're gonna put some, like, sheepskin on your, on your arm or whatever. Um. I don't get it. I, I really don't. Like some, it was interesting. I looked at some of the commentators and some of the commentators were just like, oh, it was such a good disguise. Oh, you, I don't know anybody that can put goat skin on your arm and act like you're another person. <laughs> like if it's Jake, if it has Jacob's voice and all of a sudden you have this goat skin on your arm, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me how Isaac did, but Isaac fo- Isaac falls for it. Uh, I don't get it, but he does. Like, Jacob must be smarter than anybody gives him credit for because he does convince his father. So then Isaac, still not sure about what's going on, he says, Are you really my son Esau? And Jacob, knowing that like his father's catching on, he doesn't whereas at the beginning he uses like a whole paragraph to talk about what's up, like saying he's Esau and da da da. da. He says, Are you really my son Esau? And he says, I am. He knows to shut up. He knows that his voice has been caught. He knows that uh, if he he knows that he's like this close from giving himself away that he's about to get that curse that uh, that he was worried about in the first place. Um. And note that he's knows about the curse. He's not really worried about whether God is going to think that what he's doing is right. Uh, he's more worried about what's going to happen to him. Uh, I don't know if that's the type of faith that we're supposed to have, but uh, but maybe, maybe not. I would guess so, not. So he says, I am, he replied. Then he said, then Isaac said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him and he ate and he brought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. Once again, I don't know how you fool your father Isaac into thinking that you're somebody else. But he goes up and kisses him, and Isaac still doesn't catch on. In fact, uh, so he went to kiss him, went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, "Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord is blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness and abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down before you, be Lord over your brothers." And may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be blessed, and those who bless you be blessed. He gets the blessing. Not only does he get the blessing, he gets all the blessing. There is nothing else that Isaac can give to anyone, not to uh, any sons that he may or may not have, but certainly not to the other son who in this case turns out to be Esau. There's nothing, nothing at all. Uh, And then it goes right after this. After Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence because he dipped. Uh, I mean, you go and make a lie and you pull it off. I mean you break into a bank, you're not going to stay around the safe and just be like, dude, let's chill now. We did it. Like, this is cool. Jacob dipped. Like, he was out of there as quick as he possibly can, which was good because Esau was about to pull in. And imagine that. Imagine if Esau would have pulled in and Jacob was just like pulling in the last line of the blessing. Dude, he would have been pissed. Like, he would have been real mad. Uh, Which makes sense because Esau's whole life was expecting to get this thing. He would have been really upset. But that's not what happened because Jacob took off. Uh, So, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence. His his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, My father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. (laughs) His father Isaac asked him, Who are you? Who who are you? Who's this guy that sounds like, Oh, snap. It, it, it suddenly happens. I am your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. Isaac trembled violently. Now, I don't know what this looks like. I mean, some of you might have seen a heart attack or something. Like, his blood was boiling. Like, this old man who can't see, who can't, thinks that goat skin and his, his son, like, he is flipping out. Uh, he trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him, and indeed he will be blessed. Two things going on. First, he's mad. He's mad. And But then here's the fe- second thing, and it's kind of easy to miss. He actually does something good here. He realizes that he lives in the consequences of his actions. Uh, I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him. Indeed, he will be blessed. He doesn't try to take this blessing back to Jacob. Suddenly it clicks. This little light bulb goes off in his head, and he's like, dang, what God said is actually what just happened. I gave the blessing to Jacob without knowing it. And you know what? Jacob is going to be served by Esau. Esau, and he's presented with Esau, and he's like, I can't take this back. Hey, this is what the Lord said. This is what I've known your entire life. And B, uh, I'm not even going to begin to go back on this. like, Because this is what happened. This is what's up. When Esau heard his father's words, or in 34, when Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to, him, said to his father, Bless me! Me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? This is the second time he has taken advantage of me. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered, or Isaac answered Esau, "I have made him lord over you, and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son?" Isaac gave him everything. He um, Isaac gave him everything that. Isaac gave Jacob everything that there was that could possibly be given. There wasn't anything else. But still, Esau, hearing this, is like, there's got to be something else. He might have, like, some sheep in the back or something. Or maybe, like, there's some honeys that are over in this corner that I can, like, have as my servant. Um, He's like, I gave him everything. So he goes one more time. Or Esau begs one more time. He said, Esau said to his father, If you have only one blessing, my father, bless me too, my father, Then Esau wept aloud. His world is getting rocked right now. Everything that he did up to this point, A, God said you were going to serve the younger. B, he despised his birthright. C, he uh, he married outside of the family that he was supposed to marry. He married the Hittites. And here's what he's thinking. He's thinking, this is what I did, but I'm still expecting the glory of God to happen. I'm still expecting for all of these things that I did, for God to say, you know what? You don't have to live in your consequences. It's not to say he doesn't forgive him, because there's, there's some great arguments later on in Genesis that, that Esau is forgiven. But right now, he, just like his mother, just like his father, just like Jacob even, is trying to take control of the situation, to try to act like something happened, something that happened, doesn't affect how it works now. Um... And then he gets, he does get a blessing. This is the funny part. (laughs) But it's not necessarily the blessing that he gets. He says, your dwelling, or Isaac says to him, your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Now I don't know what happens with you when you do something wrong. And you try to ask for forgiveness. Um, I remember once with my parents, um, there was a song that had a lot of cuss words in it, and I was uh, it was like one of the hype songs back in the day. I was like 14. And um, I started singing in school. I didn't think any teachers were around. And then all of a sudden, a teacher comes up to me, and is just like, dude, what did you just say? And I used the Lord's name in vain. I did all kinds of different stuff. I'm like, uh, Jesus loves you? Like, I... I and I was straight up caught. But here's the thing that I did. So I didn't go home and tell my parents about it. Uh, I went home and said, hey, I need, or, and I got a detention for it. I went home and I said, uh, I got to be at school tomorrow at 7 a.m. to work on the school floats because homecoming was coming up. And I'm like, I got to be there. If they don't, if I don't get there by 7 a.m. to serve my hour and a half detention uh, or to work on the school floats, they're not going to let me in. And my mom's like, I don't get it, but okay, I'll get you there by 7 o'clock. So she pulls in. an hour and I go to school like 25 miles away, and she pulls in, and um, she brings me in. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just got away with this. Like, she dropped me off. She thinks I'm working on a float. And I run into the detention room, and I'm sitting down, and I'm chilling. I'm like, dang, I got away with it. So homecoming comes around, and my parents show up at the class, or show up and buy tickets, and they see the teacher that gave me the detention. They're like, Mrs. Hogan, was her name? God bless her. Um, And Ms. Hogan says to my mom, she's like, so how'd you deal with your son cussing? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what's going on? Huh? She was just like, A, he cusses? They'd never heard me cuss before. Like, that's that's not what I was about. And B, I lied to them. Um, So the game's over and I go home that night and my parents pull me aside and they're just like, are you serious? You just lied to us about something that's so stupid. So ridiculous. And you got your mom to show up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We would have made you pay with your taxi or pay for a taxi to get there yourself. Uh, instead, you lied to us. So I got three more detentions because my mom was a teacher in the elementary school and not in the high school. Um, but I, I thought that I got away with it, but then I didn't. So Isaac, in this situation, he's, like, he's thinking up until like two hours ago, He thought that he's gotten away with this thing the whole time. He thought that he could marry the Hittites. And he thought that he could uh, not serve his brother. And he thought that he could despise his birthright. And he thought he'd still get the blessing. And God's like, not so... Well, God, I guess, yes. And Isaac said, no, I bless Jacob. And that's who's getting the blessing. But then he gives him this, which is the opposite. Of what uh, Jacob got, complete opposite. Um, here we'll compare. So, I mean, you can look at this in your own text. And I'm not going to break it down that much, just for sake of time. But if you look at it, it's just the opposite. What Jacob got, Isaac is just basically saying, you get the opposite. Where Jacob gets the dew of the earth, the earth's richness, uh, Esau is removed from all of it. It's Esau goes expecting to receive everything, and he receives nothing, with the exception of the very end. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Uh, I talked about how Esau is perhaps going to be forgiven. Uh, Somebody's going to have to wrestle with that passage. But uh, but there's something about redemption that's there, Uh, but it's not now. Uh, It's not now at all. So, we see, now we see Esau's true colors in verse 41. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. This is who God sees. This is not who Isaac sees. The Lord knows exactly who he's dealing with. I mean, if you're thinking Cain and Abel right here, you're right in thinking that. Uh, Because that's exactly what Esau wants to do to his brother. He wants to kill him. He doesn't want to, like, serve him. He doesn't want to do what God has said that he's going to do all along. He wants to do what's all about him. And that is rule everything. Get his father's blessing. And then he doesn't get it. So just like uh, when somebody screws up, you really see in the time of trial, you see what's going on with what he's really made of. You know, if I'm not going to get the blessing, I'm going to kill the guy who got the blessing. Because if I don't succeed, no one else is going to succeed as well. It wasn't him glorifying God. It wasn't him doing anything. This was a guy who said, no. If it's not my way, it's no way. So he says, I will kill my brother Jacob. Uh when Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, your brother Esau is planning to avenge himself by killing you. Now then, my son, what do I say? Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? I mentioned that this is a dysfunctional family, and it is. Um, you look at Isaac, and you look at Esau, and you look at Jacob, and you look at Rebekah, and they're all trying to take control of this situation. There's a few things that go right, which we're going to get into, but uh, they're all trying to get either going against what God says or they're trying to go and get whatever they want. Um Rebecca just wants her two sons, and as it turns out, she's not going to get any of them. Because if Jacob stays around, Esau is going to kill him, and then Esau is going to have to get killed as a consequence of that. If Jacob leaves, Esau at least can chill out for a little bit, um, but Jacob has to go. Her son has to leave. And all in all, nobody really gets what they want. Uh, Jacob gets the blessing, yeah, but that's not actually what he wanted at all. He only did it because Rebecca told him to. Isaac doesn't get what he wants because he thought that Esau, his oldest son, was going to get it. Esau definitely didn't get it for reasons already explained. And then Rebecca doesn't get anything that she wants either because, I, because they manipulated, um, because it was about them and what they wanted, except for there's something that's interesting with Isaac. Yeah. Uh, uh, scratch that. Uh, there's two passages in Romans, and um, actually, I'll go back. Here's my question. And this is the way I was taught about it, because this is one of those Sunday school stories. Um, it's like like how we hear that Noah and the Ark is like this cute story where all the animals go up, but actually it's a story of like tens of thousands of the entire creation being killed. Uh, this is what this is about, too. This is not like your your Sunday school story the way that it was presented. This is a story that, the way I thought about it until about two weeks ago was like, Rebecca was straight because, I mean, she lied, but that's all right. Like, that's cool. And Esau, he got what he deserved. Like, that's awesome. Um, and Jacob, dude, he's sweet. Like, he he wore this goat skin, and he, uh, like, convinced his father with all this food, and he just played him. And then he got the blood Like, that's awesome. He got the blessing. Um, and I thought... Oh, this is is a story that I can use to make an excuse for saying, I'm allowed to lie to get what God wants for me. And I'm allowed to manipulate so that I can receive things for me. But God knows our heart. Uh, And... I wasn't taught this before, but I never really read the New Testament in, in lines with this. And there's two passages. Uh, you can turn there with me as well. There's Romans 9 and there's uh, Hebrews 11. Um, we're going to jump in Romans 9. Now, this is something up until about an hour and a half ago, I didn't think that I was actually going to have Romans 9 up there because this is a passage that people spend decades of their life trying to understand what this passage is talking about. Um, so I'm presenting you a seed that is growing in within you that has a long time to see if it ever grows into a tree. Um, but it gives a little light. Romans nine eleven through 15. Yet before the twins, Isaac and es- or Esau and Jacob, before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's purpose and election might stand, not by works but by him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What then shall we say? Is God unjust? Not at all. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. First, uh, Esau I hated. I don't know, I mean, God is love. I mean, we've all heard that passage before out of uh, John or whoever wrote uh, the letters of John. Um, but Esau, I hated. Um, what's going... I want you to think that it's the opposite of love, but not quite there. Um, it, it's, not, it's not really hate in the sense like, I hate you. Um, I, I want to kill you. I want to just blow your brains out. Uh, the Lord hated Esau because he didn't choose him. It's a matter of choice, not a matter of loving or not loving. Because God is love. That that is a character of God that is going to be true through and through and through and through and through. Um, But Esau was hated, and simply because he wasn't chosen. Jacob was the one that was chosen. That's how God planned to do it all along. Um where he says to Moses, I will have mercy on who I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Uh, we can ask, is, is this manipulation the way that it happened? Um, it might appear that, but you know what? God's truth is going to reign true whether you want it to or not, uh, whether you're going to be with it or whether you're going to be against it. Um, you can hate him or you can love him or you can think that you love him and still... God is offering forgiveness. I mean, even later on, we'll see it with Esau. We see it with all of them. Um, but it's, but in this case, it's simply, not even simply, from what I understand, it is Esau was not the one that was chosen. And that's okay. It wasn't his time to be a part of this, it came later. It sh- there's reconciliation that's going to happen. But at this time, when the blessings are given, uh, and when the word of the Lord is confirmed, Esau is all about himself, and that's clear. Uh, he doesn't get the blessing not because... He, well, I I've, I've kind of said this earlier, and I, I guess that's not true. He, Esau doesn't get the blessing... Be, he does not receive the blessing because he married Hittites or because he uh, denied the birthright. He doesn't get the blessing because God shows mercy on who he wants to show mercy to. And it wasn't Esau in this case. It was Jacob. Um, it's not... But how Esau deals with that is what reveals his heart. Um, Esau recognizes that uh, Jacob... or Esau, Esau, his whole life, he's been hearing this thing that Rebecca heard, that he's going to be serving the younger. And I don't know about you, but when I was 12 years old, 13, 20... 31, like I am right now, I didn't want to be serving anybody. Um, Like, and that, but you know what, God breaks your heart. And you know what, he recognizes where I am and recognizes who I will be. And he looks at Esau and he looks at me and he says, well, I might not have shown you mercy and chosen you to do this yet. If you're a man of faith, if you're a woman of faith, you will be used. In this case, uh, it's not, Neither one of them did anything wrong. Uh, But he he chose Jacob. Uh, Let's tie in a little bit more. Then Hebrews 12, 14 through 17. Uh, It talks a little bit more about how Esau dealt with this situation. Um, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root goes up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. Even though he sought the blessing with tears, he could not change what he had done. Um... These are too comp. They're, they're not. They're, uh. God does not make his word available to us so that we can't understand it. Um, he doesn't. Uh, the, the best way I can explain it is this. Um, I was thinking a long time because I really don't have the best. I wish that I had a better grasp of this. But. Uh, it, it, it was just a story that I remembered a few days ago where I was hanging out at this camp, like back in the day when I lived in L.A. Um, there's this camp where I used to work for this organization that worked with kids, and we brought them up to this summer camp um, for a week. So one of the days we were up there, and the kids were about to go swimming, and I just jump out there a little bit early, and I see all the lifeguards setting up. and None of the kids are around yet, um, just the lifeguards. And I hear one of the lifeguards, and it's a Christian camp. And I hear one of the lifeguards yell at another lifeguard like, why do we even need to work today? If it's God's time for these kids to die, then I don't need a lifeguard at all like that's that's the way it's gonna be. But if some I go back to my kids, I'm like, don't go in the water, don't do that because they're gonna just drown you um, um and I was thinking, I'm like, dude, first that's jacked up. But then I thought about it, I'm like, I'm gonna think deep about this for a second because now, who am I to say that who as crazy as it sounds, if God says it, it's going to happen. Um, if God says that I am going to serve the younger, or I'm going to serve the person that I don't think I could ever serve, um, it is going to happen. No matter what I am going to, no matter what I decide to deal with it. Esau, you see how Esau dealt with that? He did huge things against the glory of God. Uh, he, he wanted to murder his own brother. Um, he wanted to kill. He wanted to bring godless women into the covenant that of Abraham, Isaac, and then the descendants. He wanted to... Uh, he basically dealt with it as imperfectly as he can. In and, and Hebrew, it says that Esau was godless. And I don't know if... Like, when I die and I show up at the gates of heaven and however that works, I'm not sure... Um, I want Jesus to say, I knew you. And he might say to some people, uh, I never knew you, but I certainly don't want him to go up to me and say, you are a godless. Uh, and that's exactly what Esau is at this point. He receives this blessing. Or, sorry, sorry, he didn't receive blessing or the blessing that he expected at all. Um, Esau was... He dealt with it imperfectly, um, not how you're supposed to. And oh, it's 1241 right now. Um, I want to go quick, but that's not the way to deal with it. What, what God is saying is, where's well, I guess we can do it where we find what's good in this story. Um, and that's in Hebrews 11. It talks about faith. Uh, says, so by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future, in verse 20. Um, this is the one thing that I know is good about this story. Faith never comes from a human person, ever, 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 ever. Faith is always something that is given by the Lord, every single time. Um, it's not something that I do, it's not something that you do. I mean, shoot, I know that I've flawed in the last 40 minutes, um, But it's not ever something that you can do to receive it. Ever. Uh, But this is what Isaac had. This man who's old, uh, who has his own intentions, he still has faith, as imperfect as he is. And he had faith to go out and carry on the blessing because he believed that that blessing was true. Uh, Then we look into what? Oh, this is so big. But now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's the key, I mean, that's the key right there. Um, well, let me go back to the analogy of the lifeguards. Uh, I see the lifeguards and they say, what are we going to do? Like, Who are we to say what God's time is when these kids die? Like, that's jacked up. We know that. Um, That's not the way they're going to do it. It's not like the kids are going to show up and they're going to see a kid drowning in the the lake and not pull him out. Um, Because that's not what's going to happen. Because they have... They understand that, well, God... Well, what we should understand is that what God says goes. And as lifeguards, as faith, people of faith, we are called to do what God desires... And that is to disciple. That is to, in a dysfunctional family, to believe what God tells us that God says he is. Um, It's not beautiful. Well, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, I want to choose my words carefully here because I want this to be true. Um, It's about... Mm, Come on. It's about knowing that God is, is who he says he is, and it is also knowing that when we are about saving lives, it is not about us, but it is how God chooses to use us to do his will.